Legends of Christmas. And here are two people on my naughty list, Neil and Chris. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends, the 12 Legends of Christmas, day six. Snowed in in Neil's bunker. Neil has uh, managed to beat me at uh, risk, I think, through the power of cheating. What you're saying, is it? Well, I don't think... The power of being better at it than you. Well, no, I think the power of loaded dice, because you will... No, you, no one gets that lucky rolling that many sixes in a row. And also, uh, some more news. Um, we've got some yeah. tins, hot dogs and stuff here. And For a claim that 103 consecutive sixes is... Statistically improbable. Nothing, do you, Flynn? Well, I'm not saying... ignorant little brain. Well... The cope with the complexity of mathematics. Well, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe I'm not good at the numbers. numbers, But I still think that it's unlikely. Just retreat into your little Trumpian fantasy that it was all rigged against you. All right, well... It's not good enough. well, Well, it's also weird that you wouldn't let me look at the dice. Very weird, that isn't it? A lot of weird things really? happening. Not yeah. weird at all. Yeah, it was weird that um, suddenly Peter's from. Well, the... my dice, don't you? It's weird that it was weird that you were saying that uh, the hotels from the board game Monopoly actually were um, super battalions as well. That was weird. Yeah. You were saying you were saying that anything over a one equal white. Everything's everything's weird to the man of narrow narrow yeah. vision, isn't it? Well, just a lot of strange things going on. Yeah, mm. there was a lot of strange things going on in that game. Mm. A lot of very strange things. A lot of Connect Four pieces on the board as well. Urban myths creeping out right here. Which you said, which you said were nuclear warheads. That was weird. Well, it's not in the rules, is it? Which, 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 as soon as I asked to see, you ate. You was hungry. Were you? And they're delicious. Well, is that why you were vomiting for so long afterwards? Was it? You having a little purge? I'm bulimic, you know, Chris. You believe me, can't you? Yeah. Not going well, is it? How dare you. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted, so we had, we got some tin hot dogs and I wanted to have a barbecue to cheer myself up. And Neil refused to let me have a barbecue because he said we'd die of carbon monoxide poisoning like a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to kill yourself, that's fine. But, you know, I'm taking me with you. Oh, really? Well, because... you. What didn't you want any because of your bulim- your parent bulimia? Yeah, is that well? It's really? fine. I could could chat down, why, couldn't why, I? And then why, why did you eat them all raw and then drink all the brine afterwards? Then? Drink all the yeah, yeah. Didn't sick them up. I noticed. Well, that you know. Although you're, I do know, we're in one room. Well, no, you've got that that backed up toilet that we're still apparently using for some reason. Well, I've not been in there for a while. I'm just, I'm just sort of. Pretty old watering. I'm just going now. Just going in your, your I've made adult myself. diapers, aren't you? Yeah, well, you had, I mean, very wisely, um, and I didn't ask the reason why, but you did have uh, several crates of adult diapers down Yeah, well, down really. now you know why, don't you? Well, thankful for it now, aren't you? I am very thankful for it, yeah. Things could have got rather sticky otherwise. Well, and and including, but um, not, not going to tread down that path too much. So that chemical toilet's not going to stick up for much longer with the abuse it's getting. So, 
No, I wouldn't have thought so. Right. Anyway, moving 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 swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. So um You've got a tower, have you this today? Yeah, today we're not gonna look at another one of Santa's bands of uh, psychos. We're gonna <laughs> go for something <laughs> gonna go for something a bit different. Um well, St. Nicholas punches children again. <laughs> the tinge of inevitability about it. So um no, we're going to the uh the Scandinavias. Mm. And we're Can going reach. Yeah, and we're going to have a look at uh, the Nisi or Tomte. So I'm doing the voice. Mm. Um, and they are a mytho- uh, mythological creature from Nordic folklore, typically associated with the winter solstice and Christmas season. You would imagine so, yeah. Well, being as this is a Christmas, yeah, <laughs> Christmas yeah. series. You've stayed on brief, that's good. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's good, isn't it? It's not like part of the Midsummer Festival or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a Midsummer the Festival on Mars. Foreigners, yeah. They are generally described as being short, having a long white beard, and wearing a conical or knit cap in grey, red, or some other bright cover, uh, colour, they often have an appearance somewhat similar to that of a garden gnome. Yay! Thinking yeah. it, either names or elves. This yeah. is a bit more cheerful, isn't it? Than this, is, this should be a bit better. Santa's bleak crew. Yeah. Mind you, we don't know what they get up to yet. That's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it all starts nice, isn't it? Yeah. And they're actually, like, soaring down a tree of life or something. Yeah. <laughs> Commit genocide or something. So, the Nisi is one of the most familiar... I've got to keep doing it. Uh, is one of the most familiar creatures of Scandinavian folklore, and he has appeared in many works of Scandinavian literature. With the romanticization and collection of folklore during the 19th century, the Nisi gained popularity. Uh, so I'm not going to read terminology. Uh, I'll read English translation, I guess. While the Nisi is in the native, in native Norwegian, is Retained in Pat Shaw Everson's English translation, 1960. Oh, and I'm that's boring. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Oh, well, fuck that. Not going to read dialects either. Or sorry, Norway, you were Vikings once. Let's have a bit more. Yeah, come on. Um, well, I mean, yeah, let's not talk about how they. Uh, well, treat, no, not well, quite. Norway, Norway, not so much, but Sweden. Let's not talk about how they treat the nomadic people who live in the the semi people, semi people. Who I have actually met some Sami people when I went up to Tromsø. Oh, did you? Yeah, very nice, yeah. very nice. I, I did ranking. like, um, yeah, I did like a activity thing in the Arctic Circle where you like do a dog sled and stuff. Oh, cool! Mm. Very fun. Very mm, cold. Ooh, Ooh, I imagine minus forty or something. Oh, blimey! Uh, so I'll read the etymology. The term Nisi may be derived from the Old Norse, Nossi, meaning dear little relative. Fair enough. Another explanation is it's a corruption of Nils, the Scandinavian form of Nicholas. A conjecture has also been advanced that Nisi may be related to Nixi, but this is a water sprite and the proper congenate of the Nok is not Nisi. The Tomte, which means homestead man, uh, Gardvord, farm guardian, and mm. Tunkal, which means yard's fellow, bear the names associated, bear names associated, blah, 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 blah. Too much wine. 
bear the name bear names that associate them with farmsteads. The Finnish tontu is also derived from the term for a place of residence and an area of influence, the house lot, which is tonti. Do you reckon they, do they have garden names abroad, or is it just a British thing? You can get like you can get like garden names and stuff like in Scandinavia for shell. You can, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they have them in America as well. Yeah, yeah. I would, um, it's one of those things you're never quite sure. You know, I mean, I don't know where they originated. You get anywhere uh, where there's sort of a Scandinavian influence, you get names. Do you think we inherited it from the Scandinavians? Mm. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, not that I've ever owned a garden name, but oh, not that I've ever owned a garden. Yeah. So, history and cultural relevance. According to tradition, the Nisi lives in the house and barns of the farmstead and secretly acts as a guardian. Mm. If treated well, they protect the family and animals from evil and misfortune and may also aid the chores and farm work. That's nice, isn't it? They'll help us. So a bit, well, not, not so much so, but there's legends like this around leprechauns and stuff, isn't there? Or some of the spirits, so they'd leave out a bowl of milk because if you're nice to the sort of fairies and stuff, then they would... Yeah. Um, They'd sort of, you know, do 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 nice things for you. Do you remember that thing? Like there was that, there was those pictures at the turn of the century of like that this guy took with his like nieces with fe- like fairies. Oh, this is the, the one where they tricked Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, and it was literally yeah, they were just cut, they were just gone. they were just cutouts from just magazines. Cut well, as as people pointed out, if they were actually flying, then why would their wings their wings wouldn't be still if you. If yeah. you take a picture of like a, an insect or something, you can't. But people actually believed it was like oh, proof yeah, yeah. for fairies. Well, there was a whole um, end of that century. There was just a lot of spiritualism, kind of spiritualism around here. You know, and Arthur Conan Doyle was a weird spiritualist. Very, yeah, uh, caught up into all of that. Yeah. He was, and we and he was mates with Houdini, who who was a debunker, was massively debunking all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because he didn't like the fact that they were ripping people off, and also they pretended to contact his dead mother, and it was like, well. Why yeah, she's speaking yeah. in English, she can't yeah. speak Hungarian. <laughs> like, no, in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. In the afterlife, they have Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the good lad who didn't. But I think we might have covered some of this on... Didn't we do... Um, on one of our episodes, I vaguely recall us talking about the um, the last woman to get um, uh, done for witchcraft in the, in England. It was, I think it was in like the mm. um, during the war. I can't remember what it was pertaining to. I can't remember the episode. I'm sure we've talked um, about the public. Anyway. There's been so many, Neil. Oh, it's been so many questions. One, one can't recall. <laughs> no, no way. So, but the thing is, Neil... It, interesting what, story, that last witch, the last witchcraft trial in England. Neil, so that's their good side, right? Yes. Fair yeah. enough. Treat them, treat good them lad. well. Treat them right. Good They'll lad. treat you right. Tell you what, though, Neil. Once insulted, they will usually play tricks steal items, and even maim or kill livestock. So don't fuck with them, all right? right. Don't treat their kindness for weakness. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So We wanted it one way, but you took it another way. And now you're going to have to pay the price. Oh, nice head of sheep you had there for a while. (laughs) Uh, So there are... If you wanted the family to live through the winter, you should have thought a bit harder about how you treat the fairies, isn't it? Yeah, you shouldn't have fucking insulted us. It's about respect. (laughs) Um, So, their appearance. Uh, The Nisi Tonte was also imagined as a small elderly man. Size varies from a few inches to about half the height of an adult man. 
often with a bricked up from uh, whatever bit, that yeah. Ritchie movie was. Uh, that's from the Snatch. Second one he did. Snatch, that's it, yeah. One of the more so, tolerable efforts. Yeah, it's right, Snatched. Um, so he was dressed in traditional farmer's garb, consisting of a pullover woolen tunic, belted at the waist, and knee breeches with stockings. This was still the common male dress in rural Scandinavia in the 17th century, giving an indication of when the idea of the Nisi spread. Mm. However, there are also folk tales where he's believed to be a shapeshifter and able to take the shape uh, far larger than that of an adult man. And other tales... By how far, far larger is that? That's interesting. Just far larger. Size of the Empire State Building. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean we, we talking like you know, size of a truck. Godzilla. <laughs> talking. Was the nuclear talking, bomb? It was. A are, we talk, no. are we talking about an eldritch god? Yeah. Can you swallow planets? Yeah. Scale matters, man. Does a universe exist in his eye? Yeah. Uh, so, in other ta- so and in other tales, where the Nisi is believed to have a single. Uh, Cyclopean eye. In modern Denmark, Nisa are often seen as beardless, wearing grey and red woolens with a red cap. Well, you've got safety razors now, so... Well, exactly. Don't need to use a cup for I always wanted to smarten up, but my little face, it was, you know, getting <laughs> torn up with one of those big razors. And we don't do Iron Mungary in the Name Kingdom, so... No, it was all... Yeah, it got thanks, thanks for coming out with a Mac 3. Yeah, thanks, Bick. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful smooth skin I've got now. Since Nisa, are you still shaving with a cutthroat razor, or do you do something different now? I don't really shave properly anymore. Well, as you can see, I, but you I kind used, of, you went for a phase of using a cutthroat, didn't you? I did, yeah. I mean, it is, it's Weird. a good way to get a very close shave, but it's a fucking fair. I, I literally just use bits, and then well, I, you know, because I normally grow it out a bit, I use clippers, and then I bick it, and that's a nice smooth shave without I, having to slit my own throat. Yeah, I kind of, I, I've got, I mean, I, still, I think I've still got a cutthroat knocking around somewhere, but I don't... Just in case things get tasty. Yeah. But um, just in case I want to reenact Peaky Blinders in my flat. But, um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I've got a couple of other razors. But, no, to be honest with you, I generally just use um, clippers with a guard, so I just keep it down to a little yeah. bit. And uh, this is this is great. Entertaining. This is good stuff, yeah. <laughs> by the way. Um, and I occasionally just shave it clean. But well, no, I, think, I, I don't I think... look great with a completely... Fully um, shaven face. I think what I think what's interesting is Horrifying that you're, you're the only person that I've ever known to use a cutthroat razor. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of a thing going it's on with that. It hipster. Like a hipster yeah, now it's all beards, isn't it? But yeah. So, anyway, since you a very close shave, but it's a lot of faffing about. It, it, the thing is, one of those things: if you can be bothered to spend literally forty minutes shaving no. all of the prep and all the rest of it, then Absolutely it is like not. a lovely clean shave. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of faffing about. So back to, back to the story. Um, since yeah. back to what we're here for. Unless <laughs> anyone wants to hear more about shaving Avengers, please. Yeah, don't. they want to hear about gnomes, not Neil shaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think you know, the, 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 the two main topics. Yeah. Um, since Nisa are thought to be skilled illusionists and sometimes able to make themselves invisible, one was unlikely to get more than brief glimpses of him, no matter what he looked like. Norwegian folklore states that he has four fingers and sometimes with pointed ears and eyes reflecting light in the dark like those of a cat. 
So the Tom Tate's height is anywhere between 60 centimetres, two foot, to no taller than 90 centimetres, three foot, according to one Swedish-American source. Whereas the Tom Tate uh, was just one alm tall, an alm or, uh, an alm or Swedish L being just shy of 60 centimetres or two foot, according to one local Swedish tradition. So they're about two foot, so... Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's I would expect them to be around that size. Temperament. Despite his small size, Nisei possesses immense strength. Oh. They are easily offended by carelessness, lack of proper respect. But I've got real like Napoleon complex. <laughs> and lazy farmers. Really bright wing. <laughs> but he's not maintained that plough at all. Let's give him a fucking shoe in. <laughs> I'm going to slit his goat's throat. Uh, as the protector of the farm and caretaker of livestock, the retributions for bad practices ranges from small pranks, like a hard strike to the ear, to more severe punishments, like killing of livestock or ruining of the farm's fortune. So Obs- this again feels like a, one of those cautionary tales, but not for kids. It's kind of like... For farmers, lazy farmers. farmers. <laughs> Uh, observance of traditions is thought to be important to the Nisi, as they do not like changes in the way things are done at their yeah, farms. Little Nigel Farage. Yeah, today, they're really, <laughs> really little Norwegianers instead the little Englanders. Uh, they are also easily offended by rudeness, farm workers swearing, urinating in the barns, or not treating the creatures well can frequently lead to a sound thrashing by the Tomtail Nisi. Having fun, laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm, I'm liking them less and less with each. Yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got a side, haven't they? Little pricks. Yeah. If anyone spills something on the floor in the niece's house, it's considered proper to shout a warning to Tomte below. One is also expected to please Nisi with gifts. <laughs> little mobsters. High maintenance little fuckers, aren't they? Well, a traditional gift. Is a bowl of porridge on Christmas Eve, so not too bad. Nah, fair enough. If a Tomte is not given his... Tomte, if you want one, just ask. Yeah, just ask, mate. It'd be out to. If a Tomte is... I shouldn't have to ask. It's like a really, a really toxic relationship. Whose porridge was it? Do you uh, a fucking ancient you little twat? My mother warned me not to marry you. <laughs> um, if the Tomte is not given his gift, he might leave the farm uh, or house or engage in mischief, such as tying the cow's tails together in the barn, turning objects upside down and breaking things. What's the that you little coward? Is you just taking out the animals? Hey, probably wait a minute now. Hey, hey, if you don't want this to happen, Denise likes his porridge with a pat of butter on top, all right? I'm sure he does. I know how I like my a porridge. A gold leaf. <laughs> frankincense out by Salt Bay or whatever his twat's name is good. Yeah, with a, he likes his porridge uh, with a shaving of truffles. Truffle, yeah. <laughs> Preferably white, but if you're skin flint, black truffle will do. Yeah, but don't expect me not to tie the cow's tails together. In an often retold story, a farmer put the butter underneath the porridge. When the Nisio was farm said, found that the butter was missing, he was filled with rage and killed the cow resting in the barn. <laughs> but as he thus became hungry, he went back to the porridge and ate it and so found, and so found the butter at, uh, butter at the bottom of the bowl. Full of grief, he then hurried to search the lands to find another farmer with an identical cow and replace the form with a batter. So he stole it off someone else. Yeah. 
in well, another rational. In another tale, a Norwegian maid decided to eat the porridge herself and ended up severely beaten by the Nisi. <laughs> the being Don't swore, do it again. have you eaten the porridge for the Nisi? You have to dance with him. The farmer found her nearly lifeless the morning after. Bloody hell. So, the Nisi is connected to farm animals in general, but his most treasured animal is the horse. Belief has it that one could see which horse was the tomte's favourite, as it will be especially healthy and well taken care of. Sometimes the tomte will even break the horse's hair and tail. Undoing these breaks without permission can mean misfortune <laughs> or angling the tomte. Some stories tell of how the Nisi could drive people mad or bite them. The bite from a Nisi is poisonous. The otherworldly healing is and otherworldly healing is usually required. As the story goes, a girl was bitten, uh, withered, and died before help arrived. <laughs> so they got poisonous teeth. What's well, so these poor milkmaids that seem to be getting targeted? Well, they're eating all the porridge, mate. Well, yeah. Won't listen. I think they're being fed properly, I am, aren't they? An angry tomte is featured in the popular children's book by Swedish author Selma Langloff. Uh, I'm not going to do that bit. After Christianization. The Nisi Tomte was in ancient times believed to be the soul of the first inhabitor of the farm. He who cleared the Tomt house lot, uh, he who had his dwellings on the burial mounds on the farm, hence the now somewhat archaic Swedish names uh, Tomte Nisen and Tomte Karel in Swedish Norwegian. I'm not reading all that. Uh, the Nisi was not always a popular figure. Surprising it. Yeah. <laughs> particularly, so during, thus far. particularly during and after the Christianization of Scandinavia. Like most creatures of folklore, he would be seen as heathen oh. and be demonized and connected to the devil. Jesus has got no track with names. Tell you what. <laughs> He's a tacky. <laughs> Farmers believing in the house Tomte could be seen as worshipping worshipping false gods and demons. In a famous 14th century decree, St. Bagitta warns against the worship of Tomte Guti, or Tomte gods. Folklore added other negative beliefs about the Tomte, such as Tomte uh, on the farm meant you put the fate of your soul at risk, or that you had to perform various non-Christian rites to lure Tomte to your farm. The belief in a Nisei tendency... Nisei's tendency to bring riches to the farm by his unseen work could also be dragged into conflicts between neighbours. If one farmer was doing far better for himself than others, some might say it was because he had a Nisei on the farm doing ungodly work and was stealing from the neighbours. And this rumours could be very damaging for the farmer who found himself accused, much like accusations of witchcraft during the Inquisition. Oh, classic. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. No, he's not. He's not hard, more hardworking than me. He's not hardworking. Yeah, he didn't buy a better plot of land. <laughs> he's using gnomes. He's using he's Satan. He's using gnome Satan's gnomes to <laughs> make the work easier. I reckon, you should, I reckon you should burn him and his land be handed over to me because I managed to spot it. <laughs> That's so innocent. That is such a fucking play, isn't it? Back in those days. Oh yeah. Well, I, mean, I think there probably were genuine beliefs in a lot of these things, but yeah, there's a lot of it as well. Which there's a lot of it, which is just like, I reckon I can... The thing is, like, it's quite... Um, I know it's hard times and all that, but it's quite psychopathic, isn't it, to get someone killed so you can have their stuff? 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's kind of, uh, well, bring back feudalism, that's what I say. Well, it's kind of against, and considering it's Christian stuff, like this is all like to do with Christianity, isn't it like slightly against like one of the Ten Commandments or one or two of the Ten Commandments? Christianity, Chris, isn't it? It's flexible. It's got a bit of flex in it. Yeah, okay, come Depend, on. Depending like, who's reading it. You know, we get real we get real funny about those Ten Commandments and as to when they were <laughs> much more happy to just pull out some obscure verse from Leviticus to justify my homophobia than uh, than to uh, you know actually obey the fucking Ten Commandments. Yeah, while wearing um wearing underwear which is a, a mix of cotton and polyester, therefore actually punishable by death in the same part of Leviticus because you're not allowed to mix fabrics. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> They're considered exactly the same, guys. There's a, there's, a, there's a few juicy ones in Leviticus, but there you go. So, similar folklore. The Nisi shares many aspects with other Scandinavian whites, such as the Swedish Vata, the Danish Veta, the Norwegian Veta or Tusa. These beings are social, however, whereas the Nisi is always solitary. Synonyms of Nisi include uh, Gardabo, Gardvord, in all Scandinavian languages. I'm just picturing some Scandinavian language speaker just wincing. Our new, our new uh, Swedish listener. Yes. And Godbond, which is good farmer. Uh, Gardra, yard spirit in Swedish and Norwegian, and Fjosnisi. Bar, uh, barn gnome in Norwegian. The Tomte could also take a ship for his home. I'm off. Nice. Seafaring. God and, was, and was then known as Skeppe uh, Skeppe uh, Stomte or Skipsnese. In, in Finland, the sauna also has a sauna tonsil. So you got. They you do get around, don't they? Yeah. It's a good division of labour. So, what do you think the sauna one does? It just makes sure the coals are nice and hot. Yeah, it just looks after the sauna. Plenty of water. Yeah, plenty of branches. Yeah. yeah. Also related is little, the little bits of repairs just to make sure, you know. Is the Nispuk, which is widespread in the area of South Jutland uh, in the Danish German border area. In other European folklore, there are many beings similar to Denise, such as the Scots and English Brownie, the Northumbrian English Hob, which I've never heard of, uh, the West Country Pixie, which we've all heard yeah. of, the Germans Heisel Mansion, and the Dutch Caboteur, um, or the Slavic uh, Domovoy. Usage in folklore and expressions such as Nisi God Drang, Nisi Good Lad, is suggested of Robin Goodfellow. So, modern Nisi. They move with the times. Oh, this is this should be good. They're all on Twitter or something. Yeah, they're all on TikTok. They've got their own. They've got their own social media. The problematic social media platform. They're all, <laughs> yeah, they're all or on something. True social. True social. Yeah, <laughs> fucking things good. Uh, the tradition of Nisi Tomte is also associated with Christmas. The Tomte is accompanied by another mythological, uh, mythological creature, the Yule Goat. 
the pair appear on Christmas Eve, knocking on doors of people's homes and handing out presents. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yep. It's like him... a St. Nicholas without the gang of psychopaths. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Just with a goat. Yeah. Just with a mild mammoth goat. Uh, the niece will deliver gifts to the door in accordance with the modern-day tradition of the visiting Santa Claus. Uh, he enters the home to hand out presents. The Tomsei or Nisei is also commonly seen with a pig, another popular Christmas symbol in can- Scandinavia, probably related to the f- their fertility and the role as the guardian of the farmstead. It's customary to leave behind a bowl of porridge with butter for the Tomsei or Nisei, so like we leave out carrots for Rudolph and yeah. uh, milk for, or whiskey for Santa, depending yeah. on what your family likes. Glass of brandy or something and a mince pie for Santa. Yeah. For Santa dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, tomorrow's going to be horrible. Um, so you leave out a bowl of porridge in gratitude. Yes. In the 1840s, the farm's Nisei became the bearer of Christmas presents in Denmark and was called the Yule Nisen, so the Yule Nisi. In 1881, the Swedish magazine Nye Illustrated uh, Tanding published Victor Ryberg's poem, Tomten, where the Tomte is alone awake on a cold Christmas night, pondering the mysteries of life and death. Ooh. There you go. The poem uh, f- featured uh, featured in the painting by Jenny Nystrom of this traditional Swedish mythical character, which she turned into a white-bearded, red-capped, friendly figure associated with Christmas. So, like, these things... Of like, course, like Santa Claus, yeah. Yeah, but they're kind of... I kind of feel like the Coca-Cola company took the imagery of this and banged it onto Santa Claus. Well, yeah, there wasn't... I mean, there wasn't standard imagery for a lot of this stuff, because, of course, a lot of it would have been, like, um, word of mouth or tradition. Well, he was... Traditionally, he wore green Santa, didn't he? No, it was... It varied. It, okay. the, the whole thing about Coca-Cola making that up is a myth. They, it was it, a lot of countries had him as green, like German ones, but a lot of them did red as well. There wasn't there wasn't a fixed. More what happened after the cola stuff is that it became fixed in people's heads that he was like a red well, and white. They talk about this here. So shortly afterwards, and obviously influenced by the emerging Father Christmas traditions as well as uh, new Danish traditions, a variant of the Nisi Tomte called the. Uh, Yule Tomte uh, in Sweden and Yule in Norway started bringing the Christmas presents to Sweden and Norway instead of the traditional Yule Bok, Yule Goat. Gradually, commercialism oh, the has Yule, made... The Yule Goat's out of work now. Yeah. Okay, this, is, this is the problem, you know. Christmas has gotten too commercial now. Yeah, I mean, When the Yule Goat can't find... Yeah, you know, I know. I mean, and Christmas, Christmas is his fucking name, do you know what I mean? And what chance the rest of us... So, gradually, commercialism has made him look more and more like the American Santa Claus, but the Swedish Yultomte and the Norwegian Yulnisen and the Danish Yulmand and the Finnish Yulpuki. Um, so, in Finland, he's still called the Yulgoat, although the animal features have disappeared. Still have, still have features tradition and traditions that are rooted in local culture. He doesn't live in the North Pole, but perhaps in a forest nearby, or in Denmark, he lives in Greenland, and in Finland, he lives in Lapland. He doesn't come down the chimney at night, but through the front door, delivering the presents directly to the children. Yeah, he's not a coward. He'd take care of business. Yeah, just like the old goat did. He's not overweight. And even if he even if he nowadays sometimes rides in a sleigh drawn by reindeer instead of just walking around with his sack, the reindeer don't fly. Yeah. And he goes down the gym. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walks it off. 
Yeah, he does that thing with the two ropes. Yeah. Like people do. Very much like that scene from Rocky, that montage. Yeah, very much Any like of that. those montages in all of those Rocky movies? Well, I'd say probably the one where he's in the snow is probably the one we'll go with. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. that's Rocky Four, which is the most... That's Rocky um, Three. Oh, no, it is Four, isn't it? No, it's no, Four, three. he goes to Russia. Yeah, but that's Rocky Three, where he goes to Russia. Because no, the Russian... Four. No, because the Russian Drago no, kills... Three, three is where he fights Mr. T. That's, I thought that was two. One is one is Apollo oh, right. Creed, two is yeah. Apollo Creed again. So mm. in one, he actually he doesn't win the title; it's no. a draw. So he, well, he, loses he wins the, the title. Three, oh, okay. he's on top of the world and he fights Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> again, enjoy this podcast, listeners. And four is where he defeats mm. communism by fighting Ivan Drago. Five, okay. I don't think I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, the, um, the, what confuses <clears> is that one and two are both Apollo Creed. Okay, because in the first one, actually, what what is actually quite a good move. He doesn't win the world title. No, but he's the only one to ever go last twelve rounds. Yeah, he's, and it's actually technically a draw, so he doesn't. But you know, that's, that's well, he loses on points. I think. I, f- I feel like it was a draw, but anyway, whatever it doesn't matter. Either way, don't matter. Don't matter, Neil. So but he's proven himself. He has proven himself. To him and Adrian <laughs> and the world, yeah. and, and then they got the, you know less and less good after that. At the point where he literally defeats communism. Um, I mean, Clubber Lang's a good character. Yeah, because Mr. Um, T's is he's my, he's the only hero that I've ever had in my yeah. life. Mr. Which is true. I'm not, a, I'm not a big hero person, but Mr. Yeah. T, when I was a kid, was my hero. Oh, you know, I, genu- I, I would genuinely like to meet Mr. T. To and day. it's a good choice because he hasn't really let anyone down ever. He seems like a really good guy. No, he just does, generally seems like a stand-up guy, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, in Sweden, Denmark and Norway, some still put out a bowl of porridge on Christmas Eve. He's still often pictures on Christmas cards and house and garden decorations as the little man of Jimmy Nystrom's imagination, often with a horse or cat or riding a goat or in a sled pulled by a goat. <laughs> or, or. And for many people, the idea of the farm Tomte still lives on, even if only in imagination and literature. The use of the word Tomte in Sweden is now somewhat ambiguous, but often when someone speaks of Yule Tomten or Tomten, one is referring to the more modern version, while if one speaks of Tomta or Tomtarana, I've got that one wrong, doesn't matter. It's the only one I've got wrong, I assume. Just sounds like but you're one, singing ABBA songs now in the original Swedish. One, one could also likely be referring to the more traditional Tomta. The traditional word Tomte still lives on as an idiom referring to the human caretaker of the property. So that's good, isn't it? Um, as well as referring to someone in one's building who mysteriously does someone a favour, such as hanging up one's laundry. Mm. A person may also wish for a little... Well, a garden name, aren't they? To tidy them up. A Tomte stars in one of... I'm not bothered about that. So... Should we skip to the end? Final bit, garden gnome. The appearance traditionally ascribed to a Nisei or Tomte resembles that of the garden gnome figurine, which are in turn also called... I'm not, I'm not going to attempt all that. So that's that's the Nisei slash Tomte. So don't get on the wrong side. Parochial, <laughs> bit old-fashioned. They'll kill your animals. Yeah. Quite right-wing. Yeah, not um, the worst we've come across. Not, But, yeah, I mean, but they... But, they do have a good side, and they don't ask a lot, really. No swearing, no pissing in the barn. Bowl of porridge at Christmas with the butter on top. Um, you know, but don't don't be a lazy farmer. 
I mean, quick, they were having, to, quick to hand out a beat down, in my opinion. They are quite they're, 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 they're quick to anger, yeah. I would say. Like like every single Christmas. Tiny thing. fists. <laughs> yeah, but they're inhumanly strong. Well, exactly, yeah. That would make it worse, if anything. Well, exactly, because like the, yeah. the punching... Because the, power, it's a, the power with the, yeah, the force. The power with the, the smaller surface the area. Bruising is going to be far worse. Yeah, crack a few ribs, couldn't they? Oh. That's for sure. Well, that's it for this one, Neil. You have some whining, whining and dining and reclining. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, that's it for today's episode, and we'll be back with another one. Uh, We're not sure if it will be a a psychopathic Santa friend or something different. Who knows? The the odds are looking good. good. Cool. All right, guys. I hope you have a nice rest of the day, and we will speak to you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Remember, don't drink and drive. Ho, 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 ho.